Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. Saturday, November 12, 2022. And out here on the south end of town, snow flurries are a-flying at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. So, oh well, hey, it is November, right? We shouldn't be too surprised at this, but... I know people are, are oh my gosh, it was 70s a couple days ago. Well, it's also mid... Yes. So we should be happy with what we got till till now, yeah. right? Yeah, the 70-degree day was a bonus day. Yeah, last couple of weeks have been pleasant, considering we've been in November. So take what we can get, but yeah, reality is setting in, folks. It is November 12th today. You realize Thanksgiving's less than two weeks away. Two weeks away, away which well, also means we have state championship games less than two weeks away. Yes, because we had high school football last night, and oh my goodness, we had uh, quite the uh, representation from the Fort Wayne area. Let's take a look at this real uh, real quickly now. Let's head right to the scoreboard. In Class 6A, the Carroll Chargers beat Lafayette Jeff by a score of 21 to 20 on the road. The Road Warriors do it again, and uh, that gives them, well, a home game next week in the semi-state. And Carroll had to come from double digits down in this game, down 20-7 to in the third, but the Chargers take the lead on a pair of Jimmy Sullivan touchdown passes, one to Braden Steely, one to Jaden Hill. This one came down to, to the end, and it was an interesting turn of events or how this transpired. So Lafayette Jeff gets down to the one and fourth down for Glenn Patterson, who just ran rush shot over that Carroll defense all night and was stuffed at the, at the one to preserve that one-point lead. Then Jeff got the ball back after a Sullivan fumble, got down to the 18, third down, late in the game, minute to go. You run the ball, you set up a short-ish field goal to win, but instead Jeff tries to throw for the first down. Ethan Smith, he's picked off by Jorge Valdez at the three, and that preserves the win for Carroll, their first-ever regional championship and the first-ever regional championship for an area team in Class 6A. And the Valdez interception wasn't just step into the route. This, right. this was a diving effort, a beautiful uh, athletic play, and sealed the deal for the Chargers. It did. It was a very great play from one of the, the best defensive backs in this entire area. And for, for Carroll to go on the road, face adversity, down double digits, come back, fight back, and get this win. Impressive. And Carroll now is a step away from the 6A state championship game. They will host undefeated, unblemished, top-ranked Hamilton Southeastern next Friday night. And what might you know about Hamilton Southeastern other than, I mean, top-ranked in 6A? <laughs> you know, uh, what is their their strength as, a, as opposed to, you know, what, what Carroll will be facing? This is an incredibly physical football team in Hamilton Southeastern. And they don't give up a lot of points. And we've seen them beat up on teams like Homestead in the sectional, but also really command the line of scrimmage. So last night, after beating Westfield on the road 
in close fashion in week five, they just completely shut down Westfield yesterday in a 20 to nothing win for HSE. My concern for Carroll is their offense and offensive playmakers and offensive front against Hamilton Southeastern's defense. And can they find a way to score enough points in this game? That would be early on my biggest concern for Carroll prepping for next Friday is can you score enough points? Can you move the football against the Royals? 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line is open for you. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. Uh, talking high school football regionals from last night. Once again, Carroll advances to semi-state with that 21-20 victory over Lafayette Jeff. In Class 5A, Snyder all over Mishawaka, 41-27. to And another comeback game. Yes. We saw, and Snyder was just getting absolutely pushed around in this game. And was that 21 to nothing? It was 21 to nothing. And then it was 21, seven. Then I think it was, yeah. And, and Snyder looked all sorts of, of out of sorts down 21 with three minutes left in the first half. But the catalyst for this one, a Kamari Juarez punt return for a score that really gave Snyder life heading into the break. It was 21 to seven. Then heading into the, the halftime break, Snyder only had one offense, offensive possession the entire first half. So, Mishawaka had scored early and then onside kicked it, got it, scored again. They were up 15-0 before you could blink and then got up as much as 21-0 before Snyder was able to, to score. And then the second half, Snyder was able to score then 28 more in unanswered to take the lead and, and gets the win 41-27. to Just, I can't, ima- I, I can't wait to pick Kurt Tippmann's mind and, and figure out how does it flip like yes. that. Yeah. How- you know what I mean? At what point were adjustments made in, to be down 21 points in the first half and then to come back? And at the end of everything, you win by 14 right? and, and just, just put so much offense in, you know, over the goal line. It's incredible. And it's uh, kudos to the coaching staff for making the adjustments and the players for executing. Yeah, it's it was incredible what they were able to do, and that's a very difficult Mishawaka team to prepare for. You're looking at the flex bone. You're looking at what Coach Bart Curtis runs at Warsaw, and of course, he was the former coach there as well. So it's a difficult offense in which to prepare for. You have to be very disciplined, and you could say maybe Snyder wasn't as disciplined early, but they were able to make the adjustments on both sides of the football to eventually emerge victorious, and now we get ready for a Snyder semi-state game. They will host Valpo next Friday night at Spoiler, of course, Valpo knocking off Merrillville by a single point last night. Yes. In Class 4A, the Columbia City Eagles' uh, journey to Lucas Oil came to an end last night at the hands of the Kokomo Wildcats, 42-13. to And Kokomo showed, well, just why they've uh, exerted their supremacy over teams around this area. Forcing five turnovers in that first half and and – that really set the tone for Columbia City. Just the ball protection was nowhere to be seen yesterday for Columbia City. A couple touchdowns in the second half to make it a little bit more respectable. A big night for Stratton Fuller, over 160 yards receiving. But this was a Columbia City team that was outclassed by Kokomo in a lot of different respects. But the biggest issue was the turnovers and and too many of them. The Wildcats took advantage Columbia City ends their season. It was a great season, any eight champions, sectional champions, but it ends at home last night. Where do you think 
Stratton places amongst the elite of the players in Northeast Indiana? I definitely think for the all for as an all around player in all three facets, he's one of the top ten best players in the area. Because offensively he's good, defensively he is is so fundamentally sound and playing his is in the defensive back and even on 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 special teams. We saw him block a field goal last week, the, the potential win, game winning field goal for Leo last week. So even as a sophomore, yes, I believe he's one of the top ten best all around players. Two-way guys, three-way guys, whatever you look at it, in the entire Northeast Indiana. Making the future bright for Columbia City. Uh, going on into Class 2A, the Bishop Lures Knights and Bluffton Tigers went at it last night at Lures Field. The Knights prevailed by a score of 35-6. to This was a game that was was pretty much decided early on. A couple big touchdowns for, for Bishop Lures. Bluffton initially has the ball, goes for it on fourth down, trying to steal momentum, doesn't get it. Bishop Lewis then goes down and scores. Bluffton then has to punt, and then Bluff and Bishop Lewis goes down and scores again, 14-0 by the end of the first quarter or first half. Anthony Cruz for Bluffton, and this is probably the most telling stat of the night for the woes for Bluffton. I know Cruz left the game with an injury in this game, but of the last four weeks during the four-game winning streak for Bluffton, he had rushed for at least 150 yards and two touchdowns in every single game. Last night he rushes 11 times. 24 yards just the speed the athleticism of bishop lures was just too much i didn't think bluffton was mismatched up front physically but they were mismatched up front with speed and bishop lures was just able to penetrate the gaps get around the edges so quickly that bishop bluffton really had no shot offensively and uh, a braxton benton court to andrew hunt touchdown late in the game uh raced the the shutout but this was a dominant performance by Bishop Lures, and their reward is to move on to semi-state and play a familiar foe, at least to this show, with the Fighting 59ers of Andrean on the yes, road next week. Yes, Gary Andrean, yeah, or is it just Andrean at this point? Yeah, uh, the, the Fighting 59ers, and I'm sure we'll get a text here pretty soon, or at least I hope we do. You know, I know. Uh, our, we'll our see our if Fighting we just listen, yeah. Yeah, so it should be a dandy uh, there. And then now looking to Class 1A, well, <laughs> oh, home business as usual. Uh, Adam Central advances with a 35 nothing shutout victory over the other Carol, Carol Flora. Another impressive performance for Adam Central. You would like to have seen them challenged a little bit more, but seven turnovers in this game in the first half. And I want to say it was the first quarter there were seven turnovers. Five by Carol and two by Adam Central. There was a lot of turnovers in this game, particularly in the first half, but... AC maybe an imperfect game for them. They're going to have to play better if they want to beat North Judson and, of course, Lutheran in the, the state championship game. But another dominant performance by the Flying Jets. Not a perfect performance by any means, but they continue to roll. They'll go on the road now to North Judson next Friday night for an opportunity to represent the North in the 1A state championship. So as uh, perhaps unlike some other years, we have a, a large complement of Northeast Indiana or the big four conference teams. Obviously, uh, the SAC is very well represented with Carol Snyder and Bishop Lewers, and then uh, Adam Central out of the ACAC is going to be uh, flying their trade as well. So uh, a lot of Fort Wayne area, Northeast Indiana representation heading to semi-state and then just one victory away from Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, that will be interesting seeing what, 
what unfolds next Friday night. And for for me personally, for a guy that was saying that the um, SAC may have been down this year, they have three regional champions. And the last time the SAC did that was 2007 with the Wanger Lures and Concordia. So maybe some people, myself included, was not giving the SAC their due this season because they've been able to prove that they have some some powerful teams once the postseason started. Well, and I think with with the SAC, they they beat up on each other every single week. Now that's going to be changing, Correct. at least with the first couple weeks of the uh, the coming seasons. So we'll get a little bit better barometer of who is and who isn't uh, until you know. We, we get into SAC action, but uh, that's one of those things where they beat on each other every every single week. And, uh, you know, are they down? Well, how do we know until they play other other conferences? Somebody put out the stat last night, and I can't remember the exact number, but you look at Snyder, and their last game outside of Allen County was at Carmel in the regional in 2018. They had not left the county in something like, 1,400 days or something like that. I can't remember what the stat was. It was an astounding number. And, yeah, that's great in terms of you want to go watch Snyder. You don't even have to la- leave the confines of Allen County. But how do these teams stand against the better teams in the state? We don't know until next year when they start playing some out-of-conference games. So, Snyder, yeah, traveling to Mishawaka last night, it was the first time since 2018 they had played a game outside of Allen County. That's a Well, in the interesting thing, you know, in, in talking about – next season and the first couple of weeks of the season, many of the Fort Wayne teams, the SAC teams, did not shy away from outstanding programs that are perennially uh, strong and uh, in, in with very good uh, opportunities to have winning seasons. And interestingly enough, Carroll, who will host Hamilton Southeastern this Friday, they will open the season next year at Hamilton Southeastern. And Carroll will also play Warren Central next week, to your point. Bishop DeWanger, Brownsburg, and Cincinnati Moeller will be their two opponents. Homestead will play Carmel and Noblesville. Snyder will play Warren Central and East Noble next week, next year. So, yes, we're seeing these teams, these upper echelon teams in, in the SAC, particularly in the higher classes, stepping out and playing some very, very difficult opponents to try to prep them more for the, off, for the postseason. And I said maybe that's what... 6A would need to compete or learn how to know know what they had to do to compete, but here we are with Carroll in the final four of teams left in Class 6A. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. The text line is open. It's action last night at the Coliseum. We're beaten by the Toledo Walleye by a score of 2-1. to one. We will be talking with Comet President Michael Franke a little bit later on in the show got a great show lined up for you we got right to the football uh we're going to be talking after the break to mike mccaffrey athletic director at the university of st francis in our weekly cougar chat and then at 9 30 bottom of the hour uh we're going to talk some mad ants basketball with uh, first team g league all-star from last year mr justin anderson and if you've never uh, heard justin speak he's uh, a lot of fun very positive and uh, just a, I'm an outstanding basketball player as well uh, with over 250, I believe, uh, well, at least 240 NBA games under his belt, too. So, uh, But he, he keeps that fire, and we're going to talk to him about that as well. And then we'll talk to Michael Franke. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing for the rest of the hour. So we're going to go ahead, step out, take our first break. 
And then when we come back, we'll be talking St. Francis Athletics with Mike McCaffrey. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Colin Cowherd at noon on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Kyrie Irving has shown us who he is. People apologize for him. Oh, he's so talented. This is the basketball culture in America, folks. You got talent, people make excuses. Coddle and you're often worshipped. Folks, we're shocked by this. In 2017, he said the world was flat. He started going crazy. Colin Cowherd at noon. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker or log on to 1380thefan.com. I love that high school sports are about so much more than winning. I couldn't agree more. While the immediate goal might be to win a game or championship, the real purpose of high school sports is to develop good people, not just good athletes. I'm Robert Falkins, a proud South Bend LaSalle Lion. And I'm Carrie Rosati, a proud Ron Colley Royal. We're both assistant commissioners of the Indiana High School Athletic Association. In education-based athletics, we care just as much about how student-athletes are performing in the classroom as we do about how they're performing on the playing field. That's because high school sports are a tool to build the character of student-athletes, not just their athletic skills. Developing the whole person rather than just the athlete. That's what high school sports in Indiana are all about. Support the real purpose of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is training good athletes. This is developing better people. This is your IHSAA. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. Shield Exteriors, home of the True Lifetime Warranty, wants to give you a Christmas of a lifetime. Text the word SHIELD to 46862 and register to win a grand prize of $15,000 in holiday cash. Shield Exteriors Roofing, protecting what matters most. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Frampton? When I cry, wow. Sure isn't do you feel like we do. <laughs> We're going 1977 this morning. Yes, we are. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And then we give way to... The Judge Phil Halkin, America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, as they give you Fighting Irish preview. 
as uh, the Irish go into a neutral location to take on the Naval Academy today after that big win over Clemson uh, the same day that Brian Kelly beat Alabama. I had mixed emotions about that. I watched that game and got home from work last week, and I, I, I didn't want to feel good for Brian Kelly, but I kind of felt myself feeling good for Brian but Kelly. But most people, are if anybody beats Alabama, they're That's happy. True. Very but true. But then, oh, it Wait, was BK. It was Brian Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, 46862, Automotive Color Supply, text Live 46862, put TS in the front of your message. And on the talk and sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City County Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? I am great this morning. Uh, looking out, well, it is November, so we've got some snow flurries uh, upon us. Just as long as I don't have scrape windows of the truck, I'm I'm fine. Uh, and so, let's talk some Cougar athletics. We have got the final regular season football game of the year coming up today as the Cougars go to Concordia in Michigan, correct? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, heading up to Ann Arbor. Uh, always a, a tough place to play. Uh, we, they've had our number up there the last couple of years. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know our team is motivated to finish 500, get to 5-5. Five and five. Um, Obviously an improvement from last season, which is what they were trying to do, um, and then build going forward and, and hopefully, you know, stack some some good seasons together and kind of get back to, to where we were. So I know there's some motivation on the on the team to, to finish strong today. Pretty disappointed, I'm sure, that they, they lost last week out at uh, Lawrence Tech. But uh, windy game, crazy game, a lot of turnovers, just kind of a, a sloppy football game that we couldn't get one in at the end to, to win it. Uh, so they're going up today, though, and there's nothing uh, better than going on the road and into a conference opponent, someone who's uh, kind of giving you fits the last couple of years up at their place and then hopefully give them a a rough ending to their home season and give us a, a positive one. And it looks like if if you're talking about bright spots, I, I think perhaps the Cougars have found a quarterback in true freshman Garrett Yoon. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. He, uh, he As we saw the last home game that we had uh, against Taylor, uh, Garrett's got, he's got something about him. Uh, the, the players rally around him. Uh, not the biggest kid, not the strongest kid, not going to sit back in the pocket and dissect you kind of like, you know, a, a Nick Ferrer or, or Matt Crable used to, but, uh, but he's, he's got something that he just wins and, and he makes throws that, uh, that are pretty impressive. He made a few into the wind, uh, last week that were really good. And I know coach is excited, a dual threat. Um, we're just, we're just banged up and, and, we started two offensive linemen out of the five we normally would have started last week. And, you know, we're down one of our best defensive tackles and uh, hurting a wide receiver. And so we're just trying to mend it together to get one more here on the road today. But I, but I think you're right. I think uh, we came into this year with a couple of impressive freshmen with Garrett Yoon and Laban Davis and Greg Bolt. And I think uh, Laban kind of found a home at running back this year and then got hurt, unfortunately. And, and that was Garrett was the next man up and was able to step in and get that big win against Taylor and then played pretty decently last week. And I'm sure he'll play well today. No doubt about it. Well, let's segue into basketball because both uh, Cougar men and Cougar women basketball teams uh, have gotten off to good starts, although the men suffered their first defeat uh, yesterday uh, are now, I believe, three and one, and the women are four and two under Jeremy Henney. 
Yeah, yeah, playing well on the road in a couple tournaments. I mean, we call it a, a road tournament. It's down in Huntington for the women. Uh, they'll play IU Southeast. So we've got a, a 1 o'clock triple header today where football, men's basketball, and women's basketball will all be playing at 1 o'clock. So uh, I'll have to find another screen. I've got my phone and my laptop. I'll have to find a smart TV or something. I could put all three of them on at the same time. Um, but they're Jeremy Henney, and I'll, I'll probably say this a bunch this year as we're talking about them. I mean, they are just gutsy. Uh, mm-hmm. we, are, we are not the deepest team. Uh, we've got seven or eight that he plays, and, and they're playing a lot of minutes, and we hope that they can hold up throughout the year. But uh, Emily Parrott has been playing great this year, and Cassidy Crawford is our go-to. And uh, to win by 20 uh, yesterday and then turn around today, they have to play IU Southeast. Um, but what they've, what they've done early on and, and watching Reagan Pate get hot when she needs to and lead us to some wins, it's been, it's been fun because, as I said, we came in kind of down in numbers this year due to some – uh, pregnancies and some other things that uh, kind of uh, shook up our roster a little bit before the year, and then Jeremy takes over when Jason Ridge resigns. So uh, they've been through it, but they've they are a gutsy group, and they are bounding together and trying to pull out victories. And uh, obviously, the men's team lost to a, a good Shawnee State team, which we all remember from the Final Four a couple of years ago. Not the same team, obviously, but uh, they're good. And we're on the road down in Portsmouth, Ohio, in their tournament. So. Uh, tough crowd environment to play in and then turn around and play a really good Cumberland team today. So if we can knock off Cumberland's today, then that would be a good split um, in the tournament. I think Cumberland's is ranked 22. Uh, so if we can uh, get the win today, even after suffering the one yesterday, I think it would be a, a successful early trip. And then start the home season on Wednesday. Uh, the Indiana Tech will come over and play our men on Wednesday night. will be our first chance for, to see our Cougars at the Hustle Athletic Center. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, Mike, when will the Crossroads League season start in earnest? Because, you know, and and especially when you talk about the women and the gutsiness uh, of this team, when you go to a Crossroads League game, top to bottom, these things are all out wars. And, And for people that haven't experienced it yet, oh, head on out and just take in an NAIA basketball game at the Hutzel Athletic Center and, and find out just, you know, how much of, of the game is left on the court when these kids are done because, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun and Crossroads League, any given night, it, anything can happen. There's no doubt. Uh, that's why we're represented so well in the national tournament every year, uh, why so many teams get in and why so many advance. Uh, in the national tournament from our conference. But we kick it off next Saturday, so we'll have doubleheader uh, the 19th. Uh, we will, we'll start our Crossroads League. We'll get, I think it's three conference games in. Then go to the Christmas break where everybody will play some non-conference games. And then right after, usually the second week of January, we come back and finish up the Crossroads League. So we'll have three conference games, take a break, uh, come back, and then run the rest of the, the conference schedule. We won't play any non-conference games once we come back from break and start the different this year with the schedule is uh, all the games are on Wednesdays and Saturdays so used to be men on Tuesday women on Wednesday um, but now they've decided to go Wednesday Wednesday so when the men's team is home the women's team will be on the road unless you work out a doubleheader with with that opponent Uh, so a little different schedule this year but uh, not a not a huge difference and like you said still the same same other nine teams in the crossroads league we got to go to battle with indeed well Mike thank you so much this morning for joining us and uh We'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, yeah, what I said about the Crossroads League. And, for that matter, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, Indiana Tech, 
is uh, is one of the always one of the upper echelon teams in the uh, conference, uh, both men and women. Get over to the Schaefer Center as well. Find out a schedule. Go to their websites. Find out their schedules. And you don't have to leave Fort Wayne, Indiana to see some outstanding college basketball. That's for sure. And I'm not even uh, yet talking about the PFW Mastodons who are favored to win the Horizon League this year. And by the way, they play at 1 o'clock today out at the Coliseum before the Mad Ants game. So They uh, do. And did you hear the earlier this week, it was on the Dan Patrick show, and it was a very, very early, early, early kind of bracketology, and he picked the Indiana Hoosiers and the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons to play in the Sweet 16. All about that. Well, said. And I th- to me, it was more of a surprise that he picked IU to reach the Sweet 16 <laughs> than Purdue-Fort Wayne. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Hey, we're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Justin Anderson. Uh, NBA G League All-Star from the first team uh, from the 21-22 season, a member of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and uh, we'll talk to him when we come back. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Hey, it's Brent Run for the Sports Rush. Even if the Colts are giving up on the season, you don't have to. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you've got to do is sign up with my promo code, WKJG, and you'll get all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, alternate spreads, alternate total points, and you can combine your bets for a bigger payout with same-game parlay. Always get your winnings fast at FanDuel Sportsbook on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Sign up now. Use my promo code WKJG for your no-sweat first bet. That's promo code WKJG. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the Indianapolis Colts. 21 plus and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Hogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BlademansKnifeShop.com. We pride ourselves on 
fast shipping. Because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife, we update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on BladeMansKnifeShop.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow BladeMans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen colors. Available at BladeMans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Rich. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Yeah, Lionel's happy. The Commodores are, too. Yeah, Brick House. Yeah. Nice rejoin there, Justin. Good job. like it. All right. Welcome back. On this date, in 1998, rapper Master P makes the Fort Wayne Fury CBA roster and plays in eight games. He was a 6'4 guard and uh, uh, was a high school All-American, suffered a knee injury. Anyway, uh, Forbes had pegged Miller as the 10th highest paid entertainer in the world, making uh, $56.5 million during 1997. He played with the Fury, and I think he occupied the top two floors at the then Holiday Inn downtown. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But <laughs> we'll amazing, to- the, the, the 10th highest paid entertainer at $50 million? Yeah, 56.5. Like, easily $56 million? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I, now I, I don't even know high. what that would be on. Yeah. The 500th highest? I don't even know. Well, welcome back, because uh, let's get right to it, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is... From the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, number one, Mr. Justin Anderson. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. I appreciate you having me on this morning. My first question. Last year, you were number 10. You changed your number to number one. What 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 prompted that? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I saw that we had a draft pick and uh, Kendall Brown, and um, his preference was, was 10 to make him feel comfortable and at you know, 19 years old, you want to make sure that this kid comes into his first professional debut, you know, feeling comfortable. And um, for me, 10 was just a number that was available. Actually, one is a number that I've played with um, for most of my NBA career, but also a lot of my youth. Um, so I made the number switch pretty easily, and uh, Kendall seemed to appreciate it. And uh, it's it's been an easy transition. I actually feel a lot better a lot more comfortable in one. Now, usually when something like this happens in professional sports, it's a bit of a transaction. Uh, right. is, did Kendall owe you anything for that? Nah, I, I felt bad taking it from, a, like I said, an underage uh, mind. I felt <laughs> bad, you know, maybe taking some money from him. So, you know, maybe down the line, you know, I'll, just, I'll give him the, the, the whole story on it and maybe he can slide me a couple extra bucks for it. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, Justin, let's let's talk about, your career, and you are a veteran of more than 240 NBA games to date. How do, how do you, and and what keeps that fire burning for you? Because on the court, you are one of the most tenacious players out there. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Jim. Um, you know, a lot of people may actually be wondering, uh, maybe even outside of the Fort Wayne area, but you hear it here first in Fort Wayne. Uh, I think the thing that keeps my competitive fire burning is uh, the love for the game, uh, the understanding that my story and no two stories are alike in the NBA. Uh, there's only 450 roster spots. and There's 60 that come in every year through the draft. Um, that means there's 60 that has to leave every year. And 
um, you know, dealing with some personal injuries um, have kind of held me back a little bit, but it's never taken away from my production. It's never taken away from my desire to play at the highest level. Um, and so because no two stories are alike, I feel like uh, there's a purpose, there's a bigger plan, um, you know, and I think that bigger plan is a team that is a competitive team, a team that wants to win. Uh, well, eventually, you know, notice, you know, my production, my consistency, uh, my leadership, my ability to adapt, um, you know, being able to be uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, I think someone will, will really take notice of that. And I think this G League uh, experience uh, these days is a lot different um, than it has been in the past. I think there's a lot more uh, respect that comes from that comes from playing in the G League these days. I mean, you see in the rosters are a lot more stacked. Um, with former, you know, lottery picks and draft picks, first-round picks, um, and, and to be able to still be productive uh, means a lot to me. Um, but I, I do feel like I belong in the NBA, and I have to be patient. The guys like the uh, Jay Crowder and P.J. Tucker, and a lot of people, they see these guys on these playoff teams and, uh, you know, playing in Game 7s in the NBA Finals, and they think that they have been there their whole career. Well, the reality of it is, is a lot of those guys have been in the same role and position that I've been in, and some even have been overseas and had to come back in, in order to attain that role. And so for me, I just want to stick it out. And, uh, you know, what better staff, what better team, what better organization uh, for me personally with the four-way Matt and CT, Tom, Tim, those guys, you know, really take care of us as players. And so it makes my job easier because I can just show up and focus on basketball every day. You know, you talk about being a veteran, but when you were young and, and coming up into the NBA, who were a couple of veterans that, that kind of took you under their wing? Uh, first and foremost, you know, the big fella himself, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, he showed me what it took to work. He showed me what it took to have a role. Um, he showed me what it took to produce in that role every single night. And I was just talking to one of my teammates, uh, Will, last night. We went to uh, dinner, and he was just kind of picking my mind about what it was like playing with Dirk. And um, Will Voorhees, for those who don't know, um, our big man. And I told him, I said, I felt like every time Dirk put, put up a shot, it felt like it was going in. I felt like he shot 90% from the field just because we had that much trust in him as a teammate, as a player, um, because of the work that we would see him put in constantly. Uh, so first and foremost, you know, being able to be in this role for our team, um, I want my teammates to know that whatever shots I take is the best for the team, not to try to put myself at the top of the food chart or um, at the top of you know of our team, it's it's whatever it takes to win. And Dirk really did a great job of showing me what that looks like early in my career. Um, but then Darren Williams was huge for me, and uh, JJ Barea, um, you know Wesley Matthews defensively, he was a tenacious defender, um, and and he never took plays off. Those guys, I mean, I had a locker room full of vets. Uh, my first two years in the NBA, and um, those guys to this day I still keep in contact with. They still support me in my G League journey. Um, they tell me all the time I don't belong down here, just keep working, and it's weird. They still call me kid, but I guess that's something i got to adjust with for the rest of my life. That's right. Now, uh, you and Will went to dinner. Did you go to Proximo? No, we didn't do Proximo last night. I think it was close. We ended up doing uh, Ruth Chris. We actually tried to do Eddie Merlo's, uh, which is one of my favorites in the area. Um, it's not, it's, it's not even question. That place is incredible, but <laughs> their kitchen had closed. So we had ended up going to uh, Ruth Chris and just grabbed, uh, some sand and, 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 and some, you know, and then hydrated and got ready for the, for today. There you go. We're talking this morning with Justin Anderson of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in our weekly Mad Ants chat. And Justin, talk a little bit about, now you came from, uh, Virginia and you still keep, 
in touch with with some of the the athletes that you played with and against, etc. But you have a philanthropic side of you that uh, that that is gigantic, and and you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, um, it's a lot different than Master P. Uh, hopefully, mine <laughs> is is over fifty five million one day, but. Um, you know, I definitely want to be able to reach back and do more than just play basketball. Um, I think I'm a lot more than just um, an athlete. I think this is a child's game that we get to, we're blessed to be able to continue to play, um, you know, safe and injury-free, hopefully, God willing. Um, this is something that we should enjoy while we're young and in our youth, but the relationships that we get to make through this game um, are incredible. Um, you know, the smiles that you put on people's faces. And, you know, the biggest impact is sometimes when the kids have, you know, take on a liking as you as their favorite player. It does wonders for the parents, which kind of grows the relationships with a lot of business people and business minds. And um, and then you're able to have real conversations about things that you're interested in. And so for me, um, you know, the youth has always come first. The, the family that I was raised in was my pops always told me that, uh, you know, you always take care of kids. You never you never look past them when they want to autograph. You never keep walking um, because they are future. You want to make sure you leave a, a positive and role model impact on on all of our youth and our kids. So that's one that's one of the biggest things that I love to do. Go to hospitals, visit hospitals and visit schools and allow kids, allow to be, allow myself to be touched, allow myself to be, uh, you know, on distance away. Um, but then outside of that, when it comes to Virginia basketball, I mean, what better organization, what better program um, in the country when, you, when you're talking about uh, being led by Tony Bennett, one of the best, in my opinion, ever. And that's not um, just my bias. That's, that's me, you know, repeating what a lot of the world has recognized at this point. He's had an unbelievable 10-plus-year uh, run. Uh, at the university, a lot of those guys that are there now, uh, you know, I was along their recruiting process. I spoke with them, um, you know, and, and he runs such a clean, uh, such an honest uh, program and organization that um, it's so easy to support these guys. And honestly and truthfully, a lot of these guys, I've seen how talented they are before the world gets to see them. So um, a couple of the guys stepped up last night, Ryan Dunn, Isaac McNeely, two freshmen, who are going to be really good. And then we have a couple of redshirt freshmen who are going to be extremely good. So uh, UVA basketball is definitely one to watch here going forward. And you can't say much about how much we don't score anymore. I think we scored over 80 <laughs> last night. So I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> you know, you talked about making an impact on, on fans and, and even on the business world. Uh, I, I have a client who uh, in the, the present CEO of this, uh, this business sent me a picture uh, text me a picture and said uh, uh, he smiles even when he's arguing with the refs. And there's a picture of you because they sit courtside just off the scores table. And there's a picture of you talking to one of the referees smiling. So, oh yeah, you have an impact on, on so many people. And a lot of these athletes need to know that, that they do have, uh, have impact, not just on the kids, but on a community. And uh, that's what, that's what's so cool about this. Absolutely. I mean, one, it's real early in the season, Jeff, so I don't know how much I'll be smiling at those guys in January and February, but, <laughs> but but they're definitely people that should be respected. They're definitely people that have to show up just like we do and make sure that they're on top of their game because they, too, are here trying to get themselves better to get ready to get back into the league and, um, and, and or get into the league for the first time. I mean, I've met about five or six rookie year reps, and sometimes I have to catch myself not being really harsh on them because I recognize that this is their first year doing it. So mm-hmm. that's happened already in our in just our three games. But um, it's a respect for the game. I respect this game. I love this game. Um, and so with the, with the last thing that I want to do is put 
referees in a position where they feel like everybody in the gym uh, is against them. Um, we're all out there together. We're all out there competing. And sometimes calls go your way, and uh, others they other times they don't. But um, it's okay to have conversations. But I'm not there to embarrass the rest. There you go. Well, tonight you got the Sioux Falls Sky Force uh, Part Two in the Coliseum at the Coliseum Court. It's Military Appreciation Night. And uh, for the fans coming out tonight, uh, what can they expect to see out of the Mad Ants? Yeah, I mean, you know, first and foremost, before I finish, I wanted to shout out my goddamn dance for getting me on with you guys. And I'm super excited, to, you know, for the game tonight. Thanks for having me on. Um, I got the chance to go see the Comets play last night. And you talk about energy and atmosphere. Um, those guys compete. Those guys play extremely hard. There's really no possessions off. I got to go to a couple of hockey games in the past, but um, – you know, the camaraderie that you have to have for that sport. I mean, if you're over there chilling and, and you're not paying attention and it's your turn to sub in, I mean, it could really have a huge effect on your team. So the camaraderie um, that those guys have, how hard they play. Um, but the biggest thing is the turnout that those guys get. I mean, uh, the Coliseum almost looked like an entire new gym uh, mm-hmm. being, in that, being in there last night. Uh, but my challenge to Fort Wayne is can we do that for a Fort Wayne game? Because I guarantee you if you do it once, uh, you're definitely going to want to do it twice. And, uh, and you know, if I could help out with tickets or something, some people hit me up on Twitter um, at Just Anderson one Instagram Just Anderson one if I'm, I want to make sure that we, we get that experience here in Fort Wayne because I think it would be something that people won't regret. And for, as for Sioux Falls, we're going ha- to handle business tonight. We, we believe that we beat ourselves the last game. Uh, we respect our opponent. We, we think that they're a good team. But, uh, you know, due to turnovers and, um, you know, putting ourselves in positions to not close the game the way that we properly know how to and should. Um, I think we are going to watch a lot of film, and we have watched a lot of film to put ourselves in the position to be an advantage tonight. But uh, we definitely want to make sure that we had that energy that they had out there because their fans were a little rowdy, and I know that uh, Fort Wayne's going to show up and be a little bit louder. So we're excited tonight. Justin, thank you so much. Uh, you're invited back anytime you want, and uh, and I'll see you in a few hours. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. All right, that was Justin Anderson of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, number one uh, forward, six seven out of Virginia, and uh, my goodness, what a talent this guy is! And uh, to to have have that motor, I I would love to have half of that that he has. But uh, what a player! What a player! We're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet Chat. We'll do that re- when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Get ready. It's time to play some football. The train is coming. Comes back, bounces off a man, trying to turn the corner, and he walks in for the touchdown. The Boilermakers take on the Fighting Illini at Illinois this weekend. Our coverage begins at 11 a.m. On your home for the Purdue Boilermakers. On the Boilermakers Sports Network. From Learfield. On Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 1380 The Fan is looking for our next all-star advertising account executive. Do you have what it takes to join the fan? Text RADIO to 46862 right now. Text RADIO to 46862. Are you passionate about doing your best, working harder than everyone else, and you want the rewards that come with a sales career with the fan? I'm talking real money, including a $5,000 sign-on bonus if you're good enough to sell advertising on Sports Talk 1380 The Fan. Do you have the sales experience in retail, customer service, or business sales? You could be the one advertising sales 
Pulse All-Star We Hire. Text RADIO to 46862. We invest in you before you start on the job when you take our free sales talent assessment. Text RADIO to 46862. Our advertising sales reps enjoy flexible pay time off, a work-life balance that your friends will envy, and all the usual benefits. Someone's going to get a $5,000 sign-on bonus and an all-star career on the fans' advertising sales team. Will it be you? Federated Media, an equal opportunity employer. It's the Master Spas year-end clearance sale going on now. At Master Spas, you can get a gift the entire family will enjoy all year long. Save on hot tubs, swim spas, and saunas. Get special clearance sale pricing at both Master Spas Fort Wayne showrooms. Right now, we have special financing for qualified buyers, and immediate delivery is available. Fort Wayne-based Master Spas is recognized across the industry for quality and innovation. Master Spas are 100% made in the USA and built right here in Fort Wayne. Master Spas treats their customers like family. We always give you the best service, the best prices, and the best products. Visit masterspas.com or call 459-7727 for more information. Come out to the Master Spas year-end clearance sale at the factory showroom on Lincoln Parkway and the new North showroom located at DuPont Road and I-69. Master Spas, save thousands. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Snowy Saturday morning. Uh, it's supposed to be more than just a, a few flurries here, Justin. It's coming down pretty darn good outside. Yeah. Yeah. Winter be careful well, if it, you're out there. It is November. It is November. So, this yeah. should not be a surprise. The October snow we got a couple several weeks ago on that Monday. Yeah. That kind of a surprise. This, not so much. Yeah. Well, we are uh, going to be talking comedy hockey. And uh, on the talking sports phone line, our by fire police, City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning. Well, we didn't have any grand illusions last <laughs> night. Uh, it was better, but uh, nothing. Uh, Nothing to bring us a victory, unfortunately. Well, although, you know, the the fans are still, you had, what, 7,800 on a Friday night with a, yes. still a lot of football going on. Great crowd, uh, military appreciation night. Uh, there were a lot of uh, military personnel that are still active and a lot that are inactive that were at the game last night. Uh, we had a special offer uh, for them to come to the game. And as, as you know, you can tell how many of those uh, tickets were sold uh, when you go into the system, uh, Ticketmaster. So uh, that was good to see. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, we played fairly well last night. Uh, you know, you lose two to one, um, played much better than we've played recently. We tightened the D up quite a bit. Uh, but when it came down to it, we, um, you know, we, we didn't connect offensively only once on 40-some shots. Uh, 
Uh, number two, we took way too many penalties. Uh, I think Toledo was 0 for 8 or 0 for 9 on the power play, which means we basically played a period of hockey last night mm. short. And right. that just wears you out. And uh, hopefully that doesn't have repercussion this weekend in Wheeling. And number three, I, the th- other thing I noticed, uh, we're still not battling hard enough on the board. So uh, that's basically what cost us uh, the, uh, the final goal there. Um, they, uh, they had a guy and we had two. And, uh, you know, they, they won the battle. And uh, that set up the winning goal. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it just, uh, those are things you gotta, that you got to work on. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, in, in uh, as far as looking at statistics, too, the Comets outshot Toledo by a sizable margin. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, shooting out, shooting an opponent uh, is is good if, if the shots have purpose. And, uh, you know, we, we threw a lot of them on the net. Uh, the goaltender for Toledo last night was uh, Detroit's first-round draft pick last year. Uh, in the uh, in the dr- June draft, uh, and you know he played pretty well. Left a lot of rebounds that we were not able to cash in on, but uh, you know you can tell he's got uh, he definitely has uh, potential. Our goaltender played well last night, so uh, you know we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, you know we did see progress last night, and at this point in time, uh, yeah, you want victories, but. Uh, with those big losses we've had over the first few weeks of the season, progress might be uh, just as good right now uh, as long as it continues. Yes, and, and of course, as you mentioned, Michael, uh, the Comets head to Wheeling now to take on the Nailers tonight and tomorrow. Yes, we're there tonight, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, you know, here's an opportunity away from home to, to pick up some points, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh you know, you, you got to start. You got to start somewhere, and uh, you got to start building some confidence. Because the one thing you don't want to do, you don't want to get into a situation where you just keep losing, and everybody lose conf- uh, confidence, and uh, then uh, then you got yourself a major problem. So, you know, we're uh, we're still on high alert with all this, but uh, like I said, hopefully we see more improvement tonight. Uh, if it uh, if it goes back the other way, then you know, then then obviously you got a problem. Well, you know, and in, in, in looking at at the fans and in the some of the fans freaking out already and everything, you know, and I don't remember uh, a lot of slow starts by the Comets, but there have been some uh, during the the years that that you and your family have owned the team, and there always seems to be adjustments made. And players come in that make a difference. And, you know, we, we've talked uh, already, you know, about the defense and shoring up the defense and, uh, and such. So, you know, in, in you, David, and everybody have been adept at, at finding those pieces of the puzzle to improve the product on the ice. And that, that's never allowed the fans to waver and, and they still show up in mass to, to see their Fort Wayne Commons. Well, you know, I, I recall uh, the 93-94 season. Uh, 
We started off 0-7 and 1. This was the year after we won the Turner Cup, and uh, we uh, we went up to Detroit to play the Vipers, and uh, we uh, we lost the night before in overtime. So now we're 0-7 and 2, and we had just gotten Igor Chiborev back, and uh, then on Saturday afternoon in uh, in Detroit, we we beat the Vipers. So we started that season out uh, one seven and two. The first ten games, we ended up going to the Turner Cup Finals. We we lost that year, uh, but uh, so you know you don't want to do that. Uh, but it's a long, long season, and uh, just like if you were getting off to a hot start, uh, you would uh, caution everyone by saying it's early. So uh, you know we'll see what happens. Uh, you know the. The availability of players today uh, on the open market versus where where it was, say, 10 or 15 years ago is totally different, though. So, you know, you it, it's hard to make over a team uh, during the season uh, the way everything's set up now. Mm-hmm. I got it. Well, Michael, uh, what does the rest of the schedule uh, for the month of November look like for the Comets, especially at home? Well, we got the Allen Americans in here next uh, Saturday night. Uh, unfortunately, Steve Martinson is no longer the coach of Allen. Uh, that was always uh, a treat because uh, he loved coming here with his teams and playing the Comets, and uh, generally the games were very fiery. Uh, so it'll be good to see a different team. And uh, then we have our annual Bob Chase Memorial Game on Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll be wearing special jerseys that night that will kind of kick off the entire WoWo Penny Pitch program for uh, 2023. And then the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, we have our our home game. So uh, plenty of opportunities uh, to see the Comets play this month. And uh, hopefully we get back on track. Hopefully, yes. Yes, indeed, and and I, I'm confident they will. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. All right, that was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet chat. And, uh, ooh, well, two to one. Uh, head to Wheeling, take on the Nailers tonight and tomorrow. Matt Ant's in town tonight, taking on Sioux Falls, and then they're off until next Sunday. And uh, so get on out to the Coliseum. It's Military Appreciation Night uh, for the Mad Ants. Some uh, really cool things going on uh, around this Veterans Day weekend as well as uh, as we pay homage to those who have served. So uh, it's going to be an uh, evening to remember out at Memorial Coliseum. That's going to do it for Talking Sports for Saturday, November 12th. 2022. Many thanks to Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis for joining us, as well as Justin Anderson of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and Michael Franke of the Fort Wayne Comets. And as always, thanks to you, the listener, for your input and tuning in each and every week to Talking Sports. And thanks so much to Justin Kenny for his expert analysis on all things high school sports as well as keeping all the buttons and knobs put in the right place to keep everything smooth. And and for his music selection, too. Yeah, you've got a shout-out for Michael Franke on the Sticks song. 
Yeah. The Grand Illusion, yeah. So that was cool. I'll take it. And the Commodores, I mean, one of my favorites from the 70s. Anyway, that's going to do it for Talking Sports. So until next week, have a great week, everybody. Complete your next project with 11% off everything at Menards. Save time and adhere the savings with Loctite. Power Grab Heavy Duty Construction Adhesive has a zero-second instant grab. All Loctite Power Grab Adhesives are 11% off. Stop in today and explore our huge selection of adhesives. Now all 11% off at Menards. Good through November 13th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Podcasts by Federated Media.